Welcome back. Hopefully everybody got some good rest last night. I know a uh, storm came through and it helped me get back to sleep. So Today we're going to be back in the book of Judges. Uh, I don't know that I have a complete handle on Judges chapter 5, but we're going to go through it and uh, keep moving along. We've already looked at little bits of this when we talked about Shamgar and some of the other things that were happening with Israel, but uh, this is the song of Deborah and Barak. This is uh, Deborah and Barak have gone out and fought against Sisera, and now um, the Lord has delivered them, and they are going to come back singing the praises of the Lord. And uh, it is that in itself is a truth for us that uh, we should always be singing the praises of the Lord, singing the blessings. Uh, repeating those things that God does for us, even in the, the bad times, so that we can be that light and witness for Him. So, Judges chapter 5, and we're going to read all the way through chapter 5, uh, but we're going to start at verse number 1. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, on that day, saying, Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel, when the people willingly offered themselves. Hear, ye, hear O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes. I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Lord, when thou wentest out of Seir, when thou marchest out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped, the clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted from before the Lord, even that Sinai from before the Lord God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied and the travelers walked through byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased, they ceased in Israel, until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods, then was war in the gates. Was there shield or spear seen among forty thousand in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless ye the Lord. Speak ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way. They that are delivered from the noise of archers in the places of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of his villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake, utter a song, arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive, thou son of Abinoam. Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people, the Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. Out of Ephraim was there a root of them against Amalek. After thee, Benjamin, among thy people, out of Machir came down governors, and out of Zebulun they that handled the pen of the writer. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah, even Issachar and also Barak. He was sent on foot into the valley, for the divisions of Reuben were there were great thoughts of heart. Why abodest thou among the sheepfolds to hear the Bleedings of the flocks, for the divisions of Reuben that were great searchings of heart. Gilead abode beyond Jordan, and they, and why did Dan remain in the ships? Asher continued on the seashore and abode in the breaches. Zebulun and Naphtali were a people that jeoparded their lives under the death in the high places of the field. The kings came and fought, then fought the kings of Canaan and Tanak by the waters of Megiddo. They took no gain of money. They fought from heaven, the stars in their courses fought against Sisera. The river of Kishon swept them away, that ancient river, the river Kishon. O my soul, thou hast trodden down strength. Then were the horse hooves 
broken by the means of the prancings, the prancings of their mighty ones. Curse ye Miraz, says the angel of the Lord. Curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord amongst or against the mighty. Blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite be. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. He asked water, and she gave him milk. She brought forth butter in a lordly dish. She put her hand to the nail and her right hand to the workman's hammer. And with the hammer she smote Sisera. She smote off his head Then she had, when she had pierced and stricken through his temples. At her feet he bowed, he fell, he lay down. At her feet he bowed, he fell. Where he bowed, there he fell down dead. The mother of Sisera looked out at a window and cried through the lattice, Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the wheels of his chariots? Her wise ladies answered her, Yea, she returned answer to herself, Have they not sped? Have they not divided the prey to every man a damsel or two, to Sisera a prey of divers colors, a prey of divers colors of needlework, divers colors of needlework on both sides, meet for the necks of them that take the spoil? So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when thou when he goeth forth in his might. And the land had rest forty years. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. Again, we thank you so much for what you're doing in us and through us, for what you're doing in this little town of Maxwell right here. Lord, I just pray that the effort we put in yesterday, the tracks that were handed out, Lord, I just pray that they would go out and they would bring in the sheaves, Lord, that they would ripen the fruit to harvest and bring them to you. Lord, I pray that you would guide and direct today. Help us to understand the song of Deborah and Barak. Help us to understand their praise and their worship of you. And Lord, help it to mold us and shape us and make us into the men and women that you'd have us to be. So God, please guide and direct. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I wish... Well, I don't wish. I, I do wish that I knew... Hebrew in this instance because to read this this is supposed to be a song it's supposed to be melodical have a melody and, and lyrical and, and I don't know the Hebrew to understand how it was sung but in English it's a very powerful message and unfortunately it's a message that we don't see today um, it used to be that we would sing songs and raise up memorials of the great things that have been done in our country and uh, here lately it seems like everything that's uh, not it well they've tried for just to just about take everything out that is uh, has anything to do with God but also that has anything to do with our past they're trying to erase the past and anybody that is coming out and, and trying to fight for the country and stand up for the people and are being pushed aside we've uh, seen stories of People that are being, their music is being taken off the radio just because of a song that is uh, actually a very good song, a very honest and true song. There's no lie in it, but simply because it points out the, the agenda of the far left. And, and uh, many people are being silenced because of this. It's time for us to stand up. It's time for us as Christians to stand up and praise the Lord for what he's done. And 
I'm going to go through it a little bit uh, in the main service, but or before the main service of everything that went on this weekend. But it was a great weekend. I am exhausted. But it was a great weekend. We were able to be out serving the Lord and and handing out tracks. Praise the Lord, we have to order more tracks. Uh, we gave out almost 200, or a little over 200 tracks yesterday in three blocks. Uh, well, four, but still. Um, and we have to get more candy for next Sunday. <laughs> Got rid of all of our candy, which, praise the Lord, it's not drying mice. So, But, no, we have to stand up and... Praise the Lord. And this is really what chapter 5 is all about. It's just Deborah and Barak praising the Lord for what he's done, remembering where Israel was, remembering why Israel was in that place, and repeating it so that their nation can have it and know and understand what's going on. And at the end, the last verse, the land had rest for 40 years. This is, I think, the longest spell we've seen so far in the book of Judges where Israel followed the Lord and God was not in an attitude of punishment for them. It was after this victory and after this song. And of course, we know that it's the cycle. They're going to go right back into their sin at the end of this 40 years, but it almost feels like they're learning. But Deborah and Barak, they start, Deborah starts off by just praising the Lord. She praises the Lord because He is an avenging Lord. Chapter 5 starts off with praises uh, for the avenging of Israel. Notice the end of verse 2. Israel wasn't avenged until the people willingly offered themselves. Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel when the people willingly offered themselves. Romans 12, 1 and 2 should be pretty familiar for all of us. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. There's another verse that should be very familiar to us. 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Every promise that the Lord gives us does not just sit squarely on the Lord's shoulders. The Lord promises that He will never leave us nor forsake us. But He's speaking that of His children. We have to come to salvation. We have to become His children in order for that promise to be there. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's a belief that has to take place in order for everlasting life to be there. In everything, there is a part that we must play. This is Deborah and Barak's part. They, they had to walk in faith to go out and fight against Sisera 
And now they're rejoicing in worship and giving to the Lord what He deserves. Back to the book of James. James 4, verse 1 through 10. I said back. We haven't been in the book of James yet today. It's been a long weekend. Hebrews, then James. James 4 and verse 1. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the Lord is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do ye think that the Scripture saith in vain, The Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. This is true worship. We have to understand that it is our lusts, and they're going to go through this as as Deborah continues on the middle of the chapter. She points out that it's because of Israel's sin that they're in this state in the first place. But our lusts take us away from God. Our flesh takes us away from God. We have to humble ourselves and draw nigh to God in order for Him to draw nigh to us, in order for all of those promises that God has given us to be to come to pass. We have to draw nigh to Him. And I'm not talking about uh, the corporate promises. We know that Christ is going to return, and, and that's going to take place no matter what anybody does. He is coming again. We know that the church is going to be raptured out, those that are saved. Now, the part for us is that we have to be saved in order to take part in that rapture. But in order to take part in the Great Tribulation, those that aren't saved are going to be here and they're going to, they're going to be left for those seven years. But those personal promises where God promises to guide and direct and provide and protect, those things that He promises to walk with us can only occur if we walk with Him. Deborah goes on to point out God's omnipotence. Now, He's he's omnipotent, which is all-powerful. He's omniscient, which is all-knowing. And He's omnipresent, which is he's, he's everywhere. And here she chooses to point out His omnipotence. She praises Him for it. He is the almighty creator of everything. Nothing was made that, didn't, that He didn't make, according to 1 John. Or, I'm sorry, according to John chapter 1. The earth trembled and the heavens dropped. The mountains melted before him as he came down. The end of chapter 5, he goes in and and the angels of the Lord come and they fight with Sisera. Yes, Israel was fighting. Barak was fighting. But the, the victory was only accomplished because God sent his angels to help. Because God used the river to sweep them away, much like in Exodus uh, where... Pharaoh entered into the Red Sea and was 
drowned in the Red Sea. God fought for Israel because Israel chose to finally seek Him. Nothing, nothing is stronger than God. And we have to remember that in our lives. We have times where we feel like we're alone, where we feel like everything is stacked against us, where we just cannot continue on. We cannot take another step. I think Abby felt like that yesterday at the parade. She was, a, she was almost two blocks behind us. But she had chosen to walk, and I let her walk. It was a tough love moment there. But she made it. But we have to remember that we are not alone. If we're a child of God, God lives in us. Christ lives in us. And He's all we need. He's all the power we need. Chapter 6 is gonna, of Judges is going to teach us or going to introduce us to Gideon. Gideon and, and his men are going to go and uh, 300 men are going to destroy the army of the Midianites without ever swinging a sword. God is going to turn the Midianites against themselves. God is going to provide for a very small army. In our lives, God is, He is still the same God. He is still the same all-powerful God that can do anything. You go back to, the, to James 4. It says, you, receive, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. Because we ask after our flesh. Because we ask after our own lusts. We're not receiving the things that God wants for us. Because we're not drawing near to God, God is not providing the things that we need, the things that we want, the things that we desire, the things that He has for us. But He can. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and shall seek my face. Maxwell can be one for Christ. Story County can be one for Christ. Iowa can be one for Christ. The United States can still be one for Christ if we will seek His face. I've been reading uh, George Mueller's autobiography and uh, in the beginning of it, it just kind of gives a, a history of how it all came about because it's not his complete autobiography. It's not everything that he's ever written. It's just uh, bits and pieces and they, they left out a bunch of things, but one of the things they point out is the Great Welsh Revival uh, is due in large part to a young man reading the writings and, and the, the things of George Mueller and really getting a hold of the fact that he needed to seek God in prayer. And he needed to have fervent and urgent prayer for his country. And he prayed for someone to come alongside him and pray with him and and they prayed for more people and more people. And, and it blew up into this massive revival that saw almost the entire country of Wales come to know the Lord Christ. Because one man understood exactly what God had for them. But we're getting sidetracked a little bit. God is still omnipotent. God is still all-powerful. God still desires to see the world saved. That promise has never changed. 
Deborah goes on to point out that Israel is in judgment. She goes on to remind them of the days of Shamgar and the, the days when, uh, before this battle when Israel hid. They had to avoid the highways. They had to, to take the, the back roads, the byways. Wyatt has been learning to drive and uh, he got, we were coming back from Marshalltown and I gave him the option. He could either take New 30, which is four lane, or he could take the back roads to get back to town. He chose the back roads. So we took Old 30, which is a scenic byway. It's a uh, road that is less traveled, that is uh, not an easy road. But Israel was forced into these places. And we're going to see again as we move into chapter 6 that uh, when, they, when the Midianites come in, Israel is going to go into the mountains and they're going to dig dens in the rocks to hide themselves because they're so afraid of the Midianites. But instead of seeking the Lord, they chose new gods. They chose to hold up the gods of the land and seek everything but. They refused to seek the Lord for correction and instead hardened their hearts and followed the gods of the land that were no gods. Because of this, they were unequipped for what was coming. Not a single spear among 40,000 in Israel now, the word of God is called the sword of the Lord. But they weren't listening to the words of the prophets, so they had no sword and they had no defense. So many today, I, I, I ran into several people and, and uh, had some interesting conversations down there, but so many today are, are seeking other gods. They know that we're in a a desperate time in our country. They know that we're uh, headed into another massive disaster. But they're seeking little g-gods. They're seeking the government. They're seeking uh, anything and everything except God. And we're unequipped. We have no defense. We have no weapons. But finally, the leadership began to seek. The willing governors of Israel began to, to offer themselves before the people. They offered themselves to God among the people. They began to lead them back to the Lord. Deborah was raised up as a prophetess. She was raised up when no one else would and pointed at the Lord. She says, Arise, all those that, that ride on white asses. This is speaking of the leadership of the country. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find that first because I didn't write it down. Ten. Verse 10. Speak ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way. They that are delivered from the noise of archers and the places of drawing water... There shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of his villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. Rehearse, repeat, remember. Israel had forgotten so quickly what God had already done for them 
through the first five chapters, the first four chapters, all the ways that God had delivered them from their problems, they had forgotten because they were not being repeated. Deborah and Barak rise and lead. They rise and deliver. They gather the tribes. And again, God doesn't just snap his fingers. He uses those willing people that are following orders to accomplish his desires. Even as we're going to look into chapter 6, we're going to look at Gideon. God didn't just remove Midian, the Midianites. Gideon had to go out in faith. He had to go out, and those 300 men that were with him, they had to surround the camp and follow God's orders and do exactly what God said. They had a part. Here, the tribes had to gather, and God multiplied their efforts. The stars in heaven fought against Sisera, and they were successful. They were successful, and the land had rest for 40 years. Verse number 31. So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, and the land had rest for 40 years. There's coming a day when all of God's enemies are going to perish. And those that are his family are going to spend eternity with him in heaven. But that day is not here yet. There's still much that needs to be done. So let us today be willing. Be willing to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Willing to lay ourselves on the altar. And willing to serve the Lord.